Hello and welcome to the Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with myself, a man who needs no introduction. That's why I don't get one. Uh, and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, Mark, uh, I just got to tell you, I have no words, uh, which is a bad deal because that makes for a bad podcast if I have no words. Actually, I have quite a few, but uh, uh, another game where the Vikings are just playing down the last play and and it could go either way like most of them have. And uh, they come up on the short stick. I just rewatched that last series again, and I'm just disgusted. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was just a terrible loss for this team. And first half, that put them in a hole, and, and they couldn't dig out in time to win. Um, I saw, you know, I, I, I know you were – you have to feel some blame in this since you dug up that story from, I think, 2004 when they last let the Lions off the hook for when they were unwin. So I, uh, I 2001. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Two, I mean, it was 2001. I mean, every ounce of me just felt uh, jokingly after the Packers win, I was joke, didn't just kind of said, this is going to make the Lions loss feel really bad. It's just kind of that, that type of season, that type of vibe that you get from this team that they're, they're going to play down. I mean, if anybody took the, the the Vikings and gave seven points, you deserve to lose your money. I mean, I wouldn't give them seven. I wouldn't give uh, the local high school team uh, seven points with the Vikings. I mean, that's just they play down, they play up. Um, and that last drive was as pathetic a football defensively, defensively from top to bottom that I think I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, We'll dive into that in a second. I want to get to something first because I think, you know, because of this team cannot get out ahead of anybody or cannot build a big lead and hold on to it and cannot jump on anybody's throat. I think they lost it in the first half to a to a large degree because they came out, you know, not not very fired up. You had Kirk Cousins and, and uh, what's his name, uh, K.J. Osborne coming home, and so you figured they'd be all excited. And they did move the ball between the 20s three times twice in the first half and once again, I think, in the second half. And it came away with field goals each time. And, you know, I, I remember a tweet you had said that you said usually that would sink you, but this is the Lions, you know. And then <laughs> soon, soon after that was seen for for its folly. But it, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't get it. What, you know, I, people are, you know, we, we go back to the Kirk Cousins thing time and time again. And the Kurt defenders are talking about his stats, and they are gaudy, and they are great. And he had decent stats in this game. But, you know, for me, the only one that stands is the win-loss record. And all those stats between the 20s don't make doodly squat, you know. I mean, you got to score when you're down there in Lions territory three times and three field goals. It's not going to get it done against any NFL team. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of times what happens with this team is there's a dumb penalty. There's a penalty. Uh, they were first and 10 at the 12. And uh, Conklin holds, and so now you're first and twenty at the uh, at the twenty-two. So, and then they settle for a field goal. Um, you know, Dantzler has an interception, makes a you know a play that he should have at least tried to make on the last play, uh, but he, he has an interception. And then you have uh, uh, Luke Stocker holds, and then Udo has his second false start. You uh, this was after a fifteen-yard pass to Jefferson, a five-yard pass to Jefferson. So boom, boom, you got twenty yards. And then boom, boom! Without uh, with one more snap, you go back twenty yards, uh, and they end up having a thirty-seven yard punt on that. So, 
you know, it's a lot of the time there are these, these, these ill-timed penalties, uh, you know, so it's not all, it's not just Kirk Cousins and, you know, it's all of a sudden you're first and 10 at the 12 and then you're, the penalty puts you out. And then, so it's, it's a combination, it's dumb penalties. Uh, so yeah, it's and not just Kirk. It's missing some passes when he should have hit them. I mean, he yeah, yeah. And this was the second week in a row where Kirk was off. I mean, his, his accuracy was off a little bit. Uh, now that being said, uh, he did find a way to, he and Justin Jefferson sure did, uh, you know, could not be stopped. Uh, but, yeah, there were some plays where he was uncharacteristically off. So uh, just a bad it's, – it's the low point of Zimmer's time here replacing, you know, I know they were already out of the playoffs uh, last year when they went to New Orleans, but that was a humiliation on a national scale. I know they had the injuries, and they also had hin- injuries yesterday, but uh, you just don't lose that game the way that they lost it, the way that this entire season has played out week after week after week, this was your time to step out of that trend, that, that pattern when you've got a, a Lions team. Now, granted, the Lions, you know, they would have been better off. The Vikes, you know, Vikings would have been better off with the Bears if the Lions had one win because they played. They're a desperate team. They were a dangerous team. If I was Zimmer, I said this a week before the game, I wouldn't want any part of that game because – the Vikings aren't good enough, and that's whenever you know. That's before we re- we learned that they they weren't going to have Kendricks or Barr, uh, Peterson. Uh, so it's a, it's a it's a bad game for the for the Vikings to have uh, have to play. Let me drill down on a point real quick before we move on to to that last draft. So I do want to talk about that, but uh, I know the the the, the field shrinks you know, when you get inside the red zone and you know, there's, there's nothing behind you. So you have to adjust your plays, but what the hell happens down there? That is not, you know, suddenly an offense that is successful, just grinds to a, a halt. And does it becomes advantage defense because of less space? Do the teams do something different? Uh, do they have a special set of plays just for the red zone that, that uh, they're clearly not good at or what, what the heck happens? Well, I think, you know, typically the Vikings have been pretty good in the red zone. Uh, you know, one thing that happened is Adam Thielen's ankle. Three minutes into the game, Adam Thielen, you know, sprains his ankle. So, you know, Adam Thielen is a big time red zone red zone guy. He was the best guy in the red zone. I think receiver rise last year. Uh, you don't have Dalvin Cook. You don't have an offensive line that. Uh, I mean, Clint Kubiak might not know this, but you don't have an offensive line that can just line up and knock people over and get in from the a two point conversion. Uh, you don't have that. So. You got a manufacturing, yeah. It's, it's an advantage for the defense because they're it. The field does shrink. Um, you know, with, with the way the Vikings played that last play, I mean that it shrunk, but then the Vikings just kept backing up until there was it didn't shrink. You know, so uh, typically the Vikings are pretty good in the red zone, um, but they they went over three in their first three, uh, which put them in that twenty to six hole at halftime. Yeah. Well, I, I just running down my list here. Je- Justin Jefferson's big day, career, a career high of eleven grabs for 182 yards and a score. Uh, you know, he needed the ball more. <laughs> In the final analysis, you know, we shouldn't hear that complaint anymore from him. But he needed to get the ball more because little else was working. There was a couple passes to KJ that went, went really well, and then uh, Conklin in the first half, and then nothing to him later on. I suppose he needed him for blocking, but. Uh, 
KJ or I mean uh, Jefferson is 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 an all world talent or he's becoming one and and uh, boy I don't think I'd look for anybody else where he's double or triple covered. Yeah, I mean uh, you know what's good about Conklin and uh, and KJ is that they make they're outstanding at making con- you know when they're there's people draped on them or uh, there's small windows you know they they make those catches and uh, you know and CJ Ham you know we kind of joke you know like it's it's Ham time or it's 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 Conklin time whenever it's a critical moment uh, because when Kirk had a kind of a stretch there where, where he was afraid to throw it at Jefferson it seemed. Um, but those are guys, those are nice guys to have. I mean, you can't all, they can't all go to, to Jefferson. Um, but uh, you know, to me, it's I just don't know how you you, you lose that game no matter what because they did come back and the Lions wanted to give that game to them, and uh, the Vikings just kept saying, "Nope, oh, here here you go." It's uh, they were giving it back and forth. In a lot of ways, they gave it to them uh, right off the bat. I know I'm gonna. Uh hit a spot with you that you wrote about yesterday for this morning. Uh, and you didn't, uh, you didn't pull any punches. The, what was the deal with uh, uh you know, Christian Dersaw's hurt. So he doesn't show up to, to play left tackle. And suddenly there's three new offensive line or offensive linemen in three different positions. You know, Garrett Bradley goes back in at center. Mason Cole goes to the right guard. You put Udo over in left tackle, which he's never played before in the league. And Rashad Hill sits on the bench. Mark, uh, you wrote about this. Can you explain this yeah. to me and what your thoughts? Well, that's are? you know that, that's kind of what I've resisted all the you know Wyatt Davis and you know making all these changes uh, in the middle of the season. Now, granted, and I've gotten you know brushed back from people saying you know Rashad Hill is not not very good either. But to me, Rashad Rashad Hill is on your your roster for one reason, and that was it. Uh, your your left tackle is down. Uh, he's a guy that's got 22, 23 starts in the league. He had five starts early in the, in the season. Uh, he's there for that reason to kind of, that's the one change you make. You help him out and you keep everything the same and you get through Detroit. Uh, but to have three, you know, make, to make three changes at that point, I just thought was extreme. And, uh, you know, <laughs> just Zimmer thought that was the best thing for them at that point. I, I you know, I think he would, wouldn't agree with that. I, I, you know, Rashad Hill is not ideal, but you saw on one of the key plays of the game, uh, Udo was not ready to play that position. Uh, you know, he's kind of been struggling at right guard and to move him to left tackle uh, to handle their best pass rusher, Chris Harris, uh, on that strip sack that Harris had. I mean, he just stands Udo up, goes around him, gets, a, you know, knocks the Kirk's arm. And so fast that uh, it wasn't like Kirk was holding the ball too long. And that ends up, you know, they end up turning that turnover into a touchdown for a 14-6 lead. Now, and then um, the other sack that Harris had was off. <laughs> uh, Udo is, I don't I don't believe Udo was did, did anything wrong, but I don't know. He might have needed a turnout. But he and uh, Cleveland are doubling 97, the tackle. And you got Tyler Conklin one on one with their best pass rusher, and he just got shoved back into into yeah. Kirk. Uh, don't understand that at all. Uh, my guess is that uh, Udo is supposed to help in turn, but if if it's if it's because it wasn't like Kirk was sprinting to the other side, it was a, it was a drop back. Uh, that's a, either a design flaw or a communication breakdown. 
if uh, that one sack, in my opinion, doesn't happen if there wasn't a mini face pass that was missed, but that's beside the point that's for another day. But uh, because then, then Kirk has to take a beat reset. And by that time they have a chance to get to him. But my, my thought is, you know, since I've been doing this and covering the Vikings and uh, for, you know, over a decade here, and I, I, one thing I have learned about offensive line play is that everybody and their brother from Mike Tyson down has said, you know, consistency. You know, these guys got to play together. They got to play together for a while and, and stay and learn each other and learn what they're going to do. So then I'll suddenly on Sunday morning, one guy's out and three guys are flipped. Is that, you know, A, that's any, isn't anything close to consistency. Those guys haven't played but this week together probably in these positions for any regular period of time. So I think that's a mistake. Is that Mike Zimmer thinking, I can get away with this by putting these guys in these positions? You know, I have Mason Coles probably played some guard. Garrett Bradley's only played center. I get that, but he hasn't played for four weeks. And, and then this big shift of Udo to left tackle. Is that him saying, this is the Lions. I can get away with this here. Or, you know, what's he thinking here? Is Or is he just lost it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, part- it partly could it could be just this is just the lines. I mean that was my feeling when Darisaw didn't play the first four games at left tackle. I uh, had only one special team snap like in week three. Everyone was saying, "Well, he's probably not ready," but I'm saying it's the Lions. It's at home. It's the Lions. This is when you ease him into the lineup, and they did that. Uh, it, to my thinking, would be to make minimal changes and ride with a guy like Rashad because it's the Lions. Don't. Don't be giving him the Lions an edge with a guy that left tackle that's that's never done it. I, so yeah, I it's they have their reasons. They you know they 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 see the team twenty four hours a day. We see it three hours a week. Uh, but you know for any value that we we see practice for the opening ten minutes, but it's all just stretching and useless. Um, so. You know, but I don't, I don't really know how you get a read in practice anymore because I think last week was a week where, uh, you know, they, 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 the starters were tired and everything. And so I think Zimmer did a walkthrough on Wednesday. So not only does it – I mean, you, basically they don't practice anymore, really. They, they just kind of play games and they sort of go through emotions and stuff on, on, during the week. So I don't – I, it's a that's a hard thing for me to be sold on that that was the best option uh, so I, I to me it, it wasn't so yeah they see the team more than we do but we now everybody saw what a mistake that was I, I think for what it's worth Alex Madison Alexander Madison had a decent game you know rushing for for 90 yards and and catching passes for 34 yards so it was a decent game despite what the the line was given him I want to mention that Adam Thielen got hurt. That opened things up for for Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't think Adam's going to be back for Thursday, is he? With a high ankle sprain, that would no, I would I would be shocked. Yeah, uh, they might get some of those other guys back. And you know, the other thing I've lost in all of this is you know, Christian Darrisaw was the number one draft pick. Uh, there was talk about him not being durable, you know, injury problems. Well, he missed the first four weeks, couldn't play left tackle, and now you're talking about your twelve games into your season and you've already missed another one. So that's something to keep an eye on. He's an outstanding talent. I don't think ability is a problem, but if he's not going to be there, you know, left tackles need to be, they need to to be planted there and stay there. And if you're first round pick, you stay there for 10 years or whatever. So that's something to keep an eye on. If he's got, if he's going to be just in and out of the lineup, uh, that that's a, 
that's a problem for the for spending that high of pick on him. That's a good point. That it also begs to the mind what's going to happen on Thursday if we see a stubborn Mike Zimmer say the hell with you. I don't care what you say. I'm going to put these three guys back out there again. Well, um, uh, he won't make it to the weekend. Uh, TJ TJ Watt would, would wouldn't mind that. Uh, uh, TJ TJ Watt probably wants to play tonight. Uh, yeah. After watching, he probably watched that film and said, "Can we fly to Minnesota now?" <laughs> uh, jump ahead to uh, to the end of the game and the defense on that last drive. Um, uh, I had some joke about uh, like one of Santa's reindeer dancers given the given the great pick, and he's taken away with that last play. But maybe it's the other way around. But uh, uh, I can hear the people listening now just laughing their ass off. Okay, I it I, I just rewatch it, and you know there was a lot of mention about pressure. I, I, you know, I when Zimmer blitzed yesterday. Uh, it would generally worked really well. And I heard one of eight, uh, Goff was one of eight on during uh, blitz blitzes and, and they didn't really put any pressure on them that way on the way down. In fact, they went from four rushers to three to get max cover. I get it. Boy, the max cover worked out well on that last play. I, it was a cluster. I, you know, and, and this is Zimmer's forte. This is a, maybe can you see where I'm building here? Uh, this is Zimmer's forte. And, and, uh, it just they they move down the field with alacrity, as as uh, Howard Cosell might Ooh, say. And, that's a big word. Yes, and uh, the Vikings. You know, I, I know you play uh, prevent or whatever, but you know, with no timeouts and uh, I don't know. Before before, well, I'll go ahead and talk about that. I, I want to go Are back you? and I'll ask you another you, question. Go ahead and. You, you, you all right there, Joe? It's, I'm not. Is, I'm not, Mark. I, I'm not. I, I, I have, we do I have a few words. One of them is alacrity, and I'm tripping over the rest, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, that. like I said, that, that, I, you know, that was as bad a, a, bad a series against, given the, given the fact that who they were playing, what they were calling, how they were executing, uh, top to bottom, one of the worst I, I've seen. I mean, I know that – I know you were missing – you're missing Barr, you're missing Kendricks, you're missing Peterson, you're missing Hunter, you're missing Griffin. But my goodness, you could have you could have put up a fight. Uh if you're if you're not gonna rush, if you're only gonna rush three, and you're not gonna play tight coverage, then at least tackle the guy before he gets out of bounds. So the Lions had no pressure. No, yeah, there was no pressure, there was no coverage, and there was nobody to tackle. To get out of bounds, so oh, a minute fifty, a minute fifty, a minute fifty with no timeouts, the Vikings just handed it to them. Uh, now, granted, it got down to fourth down, and uh, but just sitting there, you know, sitting there in the press box, a mile above the stadium, fourth and two. I mean, the way this season's gone, it was like they're going to score. We we know they're going to score. I think the Vikings knew they were going to score. Uh, and then, you know, if you if you go back and watch that last play. I mean, not only are they giving them cushion to start, but when 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 St. Brown reaches the end zone, Dantzler is three yards into the or four yards into the end zone, three yards behind the receiver. Woods is you know he's got like three guys coming at him, so he's kind of he's not responsible for that guy, but he's 
you know, could be a little bit closer. He's, he's even further away. And I saw a next, next gen stat, uh, St. Brown in that game had an average, average cushion of 3.9 yards. When, and future Hall of Famer, that, that St. Brown. And that was, that was the, what he had with, with a guy in the end zone, giving him a, there was a three or four yard cushion in the end zone. So all he had to do was just turn, stop, boom, and it catches it. Now, as far as the pressure, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, Jared Goff is, you know, he's a statue. He can't move. Uh, when they blitzed him, you know, on that fourth and one in there in the in the Lions territory, Blake Lynch gets his second sack in a strip and a fumble recovery. Uh, Harrison had a, a blitz. It was good. To me, it's, and I know Zimmer was asked about that pressure. Why didn't you, pre- do you think you should have pressured more? And he was like, we are having trouble covering. Well, I, if, I mean, Zimmer knows more football than we'll ever profess to even know in a million lifetimes. But if you're not playing coverage, then get to the quarterback and and make him make make him, make Goff. I mean, Goff can't move on the run. He can't. He's just he was ripe for for some sort of pressure there, uh, especially if you're not going to execute on the back end. You're not going to tackle the guys before they get out of bounds. You're not going to. You're going to give them three and four yard cushions even in the red zone. Uh, they were rushing know, four down the, the guy. field. They were rushing four down the field. One time they blitzed, and uh, Harrison Smith got to him and at least altered the pass. Breland almost picked it off. If he had some hands, he was above the player, and he right. Right. dropped it. The one time they they pressure more than before, they get to him. So they should have done something different. The rest of the time, even with four, he was having plenty of time back there. Yeah. So they go to max protect. But let, let me ask you about that. Those two guys in the end zone, Dantzler was supposedly covering uh, uh, the receiver if he went out to the left. And uh, Woods was maybe had had uh, coverage in, if he turns inside. They're both too far away to do anything. Is that on them or is that the scheme that tells them, okay, to back up like this and, and make sure you don't get well, beat? No. Is that, is that- <laughs> make sure you don't get beat? What? What get beat from uh, two yards in the end zone to eight yards in the end zone? Uh, I'm not asking do, because I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I just say it. All, all you gotta do is cross that line. You don't have to like go ten yards deep. Um, you know that that's 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 that's, players, right? that's that's yeah. Well, that's horrendous execution yeah. uh, on Dantzler's part. As bad as I, I've seen in a situation like that, I mean. Uh, PFF just gave gotta, the woods. They 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 gave the the, the you know P, you know PFF. They gave the, the screw up to Woods for whatever because Dancer was covered supposedly covering the guy going out, and Woods had coverage if he turned in. And uh, he did. Yeah, no, I I don't. Yeah, I, I I put it on both. It's a situation. I mean, you know, Dancer needs to be tighter there. It's. Well, I, know, I, they're they're trained under Zimmer. What are they thinking? I mean, you know. Where's the aggression? And at least if one should come c- cover him up front and the other guy from behind, I guess at that point, you know, and and pressure this guy and not let him get across the line. It's like the Vikings don't throw to the sticks, and now we don't defend to the sticks for crying out loud. Your season's on right. the line anyway. Right, exactly. And then, uh, you know, then the, on the other side, I mean, you know, uh, Breland had an awful game. I mean, it was just yeah. just a, a there's a, a pass interference, but there was. Just some really loose coverage. Uh, I thought he had started to play a little bit better uh, recently, and uh, I, I joked. I said, you know, if I'm him, I stop wearing the gold shoes because if I'm a quarterback, I look up. I'm looking for the gold shoes. 
you know, the target. Uh, it, yeah, he needs point. to be. He needs to be better. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, can, can I back up just the series before him when the Vikings scored the pass to, to Justin Jefferson? It was third and goal, uh, 154 left on the clock. Um, they just had the two-minute warning. Last week, I think it was last week, or was it the week before, it was, it was against the Packers where Zimmer drained down the clock and we just let it die and they won. My first thought was watching the game that they could have done something there to that regard, and they could have taken it. You know, they could have got it down to 105 and kicked the field goal and taken the lead. I know what they did, why they did, I guess, to, to you know, make them go score a touchdown, which is the better way to do it. Hopefully you get the two-point conversion, but, of course, they didn't do that. But do you think that would have been a worthwhile strategy? I know this is, this is behind sight, but, you know, I mean, yeah. for a team with no timeouts, you know? That's yeah, I, I know. I I have to say that, you know, but I think you go for the touchdown. One problem that they had they had was, I think they went for a two point conversion too soon, like yes. six minutes left. Six minutes left in the third quarter. So if you kick the extra, I know it, it puts you four points behind, but then suddenly you're the next touchdown. You're you're going for a tie instead of having to go for another two, and then you lose another point. So by the end of it, all this chasing of the points. At the at the end, instead of you know, uh, it, it's twenty three twenty. I don't know twenty three twenty three. You're tied instead of or or you're. You know, I just kept chasing those points, and uh, I thought they started chasing too early. Considering you knew that you knew there was going to be more possessions back and forth, uh, so that set in motion. And you know, I didn't like going for the first two, but then I really didn't like the play calls, which Zimmer didn't like them either. Uh, you just you just assume that you're going to line up and knock them over. Uh, they just can't. They're not consistent that, enough in that. That was that was my thought. I mean, you know, they, they go for it so early, and our, our, you know, you're supposed to use them at the most crucial point in time when you get them. Uh, I think a two point conversion. Use it when you need to more than you know, just maybe to catch up early in the game. Because don't they have a? You know, they probably have a bunch of plays, but maybe they only have a couple effective two point conversions, and so you don't want to just throw it out there so they know what the heck you're doing. The first two were runs up the middle that just went absolutely nowhere, you know. I mean, they – I don't know. It's more – Yeah, yeah. It's in the red zone, I guess. And I, 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 you know, you're seeing – I mean, you're seeing a lot more aggression by coaches. Even the old school guys like Campbell and, and Zimmer, you're seeing like a or lot Harbaugh. more – Or, or John yeah. Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, you're just – well, yeah, he was – he was he was out of quarterbacks is what he said. He was – overtime, they wouldn't have been able to play with yeah. him. They didn't have uh, – so – but and also with with Lamar Jackson now now the play I didn't like the play but uh, I know when they when the Vikings played the, the Ravens I was like fourth and short I, I would I would go on fourth and short with this guy from my own ten yard line because his his ability to get a to to move and get a get a first down now I don't like his arm you know putting the game in his in his arm in a uh, two point situation I would have trusted him to find a way to score with his legs uh, but yeah if you, if you look at like Whenever you don't get the first one, and then it's like, oh, then you got to go for the second one. But by the time that the, you get to the end, there instead of leading 27-23, you're up, you're up thirty to twenty-three. You know, Lions go down. The Lions maybe they go for two because you know they're zero and ten and zero ten and one, and they're they're trying to, you know, just to win it there. But 
you know, it's a totally different game. And uh, you made so, a good point earlier. Thielen's missing, so I mean that that maybe takes some of your some of your uh, uh, extra point, uh, you know, yeah. ability away. You know, so that, that's a good point too. I guess I'll concede that a little bit. I don't want to. I, I wanted to ask you another about another Zim Zim decision to go for it on first down at the end of the first half, where that's the the, the Vikings, you know, fertile ground for this this team, at least fertile ground for the teams that are playing against the Vikings at the end of the first half. It goes for fourth fourth and ten, I think it was on the yeah I, of uh, Detroit, and I don't yeah I don't get it. Uh, and even he, afterwards, he was asked by probably one of the. The people that are softest on him, uh, you know, do, do you regret that? And he's like, yeah, like I gave him, we gave him three points. Well, you should have saw that in real time because, you know, not only this team is, 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 is the trend of this team all year. One of the, one of the biggest patterns is them giving up points in the final two minutes on defense. Well, you, you had already given up a field goal and you're going for it on fourth and 10. Uh, knowing that you're going to be giving them the ball near mid at midfield, uh, so they kick another field goal. So, yeah, that's another one uh, I don't get. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, maybe that's a point to take our first break. Mark needs to regroup because he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on here. He usually does. He's our guy that we rely on to know what the hell's going on out there. Quote Vince Lombardi. Uh, so let's take a break, and Viking Storyteller will come right back, and we'll discuss more of this because uh, this one ain't going away. we got to live with this one for a while. Take a break and come on back. Welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with myself and Mark Craig. Uh, we witnessed a, a bad game yesterday, and at least uh, – you know, it, it, at, the good point was, I mean, you, you tweeted this out early in the game that uh, there wasn't many Lions fans there to see it. My God, dang. I, I tell you, I, I've, I've been going there since they opened the place. Uh, used to go to the Silverdome. They, they're, they're, whoever's running their sound system has absolutely no faith in the fans saying, making any kind of noise because they absolutely – I'm surprised that the Vikings, they might have complained about it, but they played that – they. That place was absolutely just shaking because of all the. I don't know if you could hear it on TV if it comes across on TV, but uh, to the point where it's just like as soon as it was almost up to where they. I, I know there's supposed to be a cutoff point where you know the opposing teams coming out of the huddle or whatever, but whatever that breakoff point is, the, the Lions sound system people took that right to the edge because it just never it was never let up. I don't think we even could even really hear the fans that much because of the noise. Yeah. I mean, people used people used to say that about the Metrodome. It was all kind of piped in noise that they would do, but it was ne- you know. But th- that was uh, the loudest I'd ever heard the, the the noise system. Well, you know, I I've been kind of leading, and I, I, let me ask you this other question. In the past few weeks, the Vikings have learned when they're aggressive, it's 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 been better for them when they've thrown the ball, pushed the ball downfield, and not just relied on Dalvin Cook and and they've been aggressive. That that seemed to be missing in the first half. They got aggressive in the second half, but it was out of desperation because you know Thielen's gone, Cook's gone, and so you got to fire that ball into uh, to uh, Jefferson. 
but uh, and some of the others are cheaper. But wh why isn't that more of a part of the game plan? Is Zimmer just too stubborn to to move away from his run first offense? Well, I mean, this is what we were talking about before before they went to play the Chargers and before they played the Packers. It was throwing, you know, the, the theme was, you know, is it Kirk, Clint, or Zim, or uh, are, are they, you know, throwing behind the sticks, checking down, not being aggressive enough? Yeah, you saw that. You know, maybe some of it's, you know, not having Thielen, and uh, maybe you know, I, to me, it's I, I thought that no matter, even though the Lions would put a safety over the top on. Jefferson or I still saw Jefferson Jefferson was open. I mean, it was so that's why you got a lot of opportunities, but you also saw a lot of give up, a lot of kind of, you know, the what we were seeing before. I mean, they saved their season temporarily. Who knows uh, if it's where it's going to go from here, but when they when they beat the Chargers and they beat the, the Packers, especially the Packers, uh there was life pumped back into the season because of how Kirk you know, some more shots and, you know, Kubiak was more aggressive and Zimmer was more encouraging of that. Um, you saw a lot of kind of, you know, that same, you know, behind the sticks and you're like, well, that's not the throw you need to make in that situation. And, uh, too conservative. Uh, and then kicking field goals. Maybe you think that kicking field goals is, I thought that, you know, I thought, you know, when they kicked the first one, I, I joked, I said, well, all they need now is a safety. It puts them up to, Two, two scores and uh, the Lions can't catch up. Well, we found out that even the Lions, you got to score touchdowns to be, even beat the Lions. Oh my! Um, well, this is all leading to a certain thing, and 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 let, let me start it this way. Bear with me on this. I I had a dream last night after I typed up my story and put put my agenda together. I had a dream, and I'm gonna I'm in a uh, what probably was. T, uh, not TCO, but uh, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium's locker room or in their uh, a big shower room. And, you know, I felt like I was Baker Mayfield that I was living there because – and Zimmer was there to help me because there was uh, a, pl a plumbing leak. The water was leaking. So Zimmer's there and he's, he's fixing it. And we also have Luke Braun this, there. Who I, he's I, a fixer. Yes, he is. I used to do uh, the Purple Journal podcast with Luke Braun and Joe Johnson. And uh, Luke was there, and he's now got his own podcast, Locked on Vikings. And he does a lot of 22, uh, 22 film stuff and analysis. That's why he was there to tell us the problems that we were having after we were already having problems. Just kidding you, Luke. Anyway, uh, so, you know, Zimmer fixes that. Well, then then all of a sudden uh, we're back in there and the – the uh, the uh, uh, the furnace starts going bad, and, and Zimmer's fixing that, you know. And and uh, so we, after that, we go back. He probably has I have a beer, and he has a glass of red wine, and and we got to go back in there because there's a bunch of oil spilled all over this slick floor. And Zimmer walks in there, he slips and falls, and I walk in there and I slip and fall, and I look at him, he's getting up and he's 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 walking. On. I said, I said, uh, 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 what did I say? Yeah, he said, you, where, where are you going? I uh, you're uh. You know, uh, I said, what are we going to do now? I said, what are we going to do now? And he looks at me and says, uh, you can take me home. And I says, man, you're my plumber. I, I need you. And he looks at me and scowls like only Zimmer can do. And he walks away. I knew right then when I woke up that Zimmer's leaving at the end of the year, whether it's by his own volition or not. That's what this whole fever dream said to me, that Zimmer's gone. What, what do you think? You're, you're a weird dude. 
You have the longest dreams. I think I, you know, usually I, I wake up and I'm like, I can't remember. You, you just had uh, like about a 20 minute time. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, uh, I, I developed for the broadcast, but yeah, that's what happened. It, it went pretty fast, but he gave me that Zimmer skull. It's like, he's out of here. And, and yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I not mean, people, it, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird situation because uh, you got like two weeks ago, they beat the Packers. I'm sorry. I'm getting like echoes, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So two weeks ago, they beat or beat the Packers. At probably one of the, his big his biggest wins, you know, other than maybe Minneapolis Miracle, uh, you know, beating New Orleans uh, when they were seven and a half point underdogs uh, in two thousand nineteen, uh, and then two weeks later it's its low point. So it's just this gigantic swings up and down. Uh, people want him fired this morning, you know, or they wanted him fired before he got home from Detroit. You know, I just I'm not of that. You know, I think you still need to look, you know. Uh, this is a like I said, this is a low point of Zimmer's career in Minnesota. But they got a game on Thursday. You don't fire now. You just try to win. You know, just be patient, see what happens, and then make decisions when whenever it's it's over, when it's officially over uh, the season, whenever it's whether they're in the playoffs or they're not in the playoffs, and you go from there. It's not just there's nothing to be gained other than just you know you know people being mad and wanting a guy to suffer. Well, you know it's. I- I know, I bet the people are. Yeah. And yeah. to me, it's like, uh, well, they don't have anybody that, you know, well, no, they got it a game on Thursday. No, it really doesn't. And I mean, if, even if you wait till the end of the year, you see the whole coaching landscape right now, if you do something now, you're forced into a situation. And unless there's some things you really want to see from somebody on your staff, maybe then you would do it. But uh, they don't have anybody in their staff. I think that fits that bill, unless they want to, you know, uh, let Andre Patterson. But I don't think he's head coach guy. I don't know that he wants to be. So I mean, you, you, you wait till the end of the year, and, and you let you see what happens. Then. Do you and and think- also, you look you look at the total. You look at the fact that that it was just two weeks ago that they beat the Packers, and yeah. so yeah. I'm still like of this, you know, kind of broaden it out a little bit here. Uh, granted, this is this was a horrendous. You think he this was a what's that? Do you think he can resurrect himself and and still hang on and and make the playoffs and and uh, and keep his job? Do you think that's a possibility at this point? I, 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 I right with now, only I'm, five with only five weeks to go, I you know I, I you let it let it let it play out. You let it. I mean, they were three and five, and you know nobody thought they were going to beat the Chargers. Nobody thought they were going to beat the Packers. Um, everybody thought they were going to beat the Lions. They didn't beat them. So. I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen on Thursday. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know. I if I'm a betting person, I take the Steelers because they got T.J. Watt and they got, uh, you know, they're they're. I mean, they're 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 just a a tough, not only a tough franchise, but a tough, just you know. Every time you count the Steelers out, they they bounce back, and you know and, they, and they they're they, playing for too. I think, but yeah. well, they're, they're you know they're they're they're. I mean, this is a team that started 11-0 last year. They have not been the same team since then. But, uh, you know, but it's also a Thursday night game. they got to travel. Uh, but the bottom line is just, let, you know, <laughs> breathe, let it play out. And, and if, he's not the, if he's not good enough for next year, you find someone else. 
we're both in agreement with that to be for sure. I, I, I think it would be silly and stupid. And you know, you'd certainly, the only thing that does is give you a, a, a quick hit of adrenaline. Oh my God, the, the future is wide open. If we fire him tomorrow, you know, I, I don't see the, the Zilfs, the Zilfs, the, the Ziggy Wolf and they, they the Wolfs in, like Zimmer and Spielman and, and they're not going to make some, some, uh, knee jerk reaction, which, which is what this would be even, Though, if some people think it's warranted, but are we both agreement that until something drastically changes here for the re- final five games, that this this is the end of the Zimmer era? Oh, it feels like it. If he, if it, if they don't, you know, if they, if they don't, uh, I mean, you got to put some. I, I'm not saying they're, what they have to do or don't have to do, but uh, if this is how it plays out and. And they don't win any more. I say if they don't win any more games, or they just win a couple more. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I'm not saying it because I want it to happen. I, I don't want it to. I, you know, I'm, I'm a neutral observer in this, and uh, to me, yeah, it has a feeling of kind of this is the end of the run. But you know, got five weeks to go. Like Zimmer was saying, like Zimmer said, you know, we'll just keep fighting, and I, I, I think that. Best way for them to try and win is to let him keep fighting and see what happens. This way, you know one way or the other. I mean, some people know already in their heads what they want to happen, yeah. but to me, gotta let, just let it play out. You know, I, I I agree with you. Let you know when he says that, I believe he will. But he looked like a beaten man yesterday. I mean, he he didn't get he wasn't ticked or he wasn't surly. He wasn't crabby. He was almost resigned, you know, there was a little bit, and you can read that in, who knows? I mean, I might dream about Mike Zimmer, but I'm not in that. So I, I, I can't really uh, say one way or the other, but given that, uh, that they will fight, what do you think their chances are? I mean, they're, they're, they're not completely out of it yet. It's an uphill climb for sure. They're, they're five and seven with uh, like, I think two teams between them and the seventh spot, maybe. And uh, I think I think Philly's ahead of them, and there may be one more that are all three looking in, or maybe maybe I, I can't remember for sure. But do you think there's any? I mean, the, this schedule is, this is silly to say, but the schedule is easier than it's been. You know, you got the Rams and the, yeah. and the Packers, which are probably losses, but the other three are are winnable games. Well, they they also had the Lions yesterday, Joe. Um, oh God! So, 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 so yeah. So every time you know, like this will be the season where they they beat Seattle. Say they go to Chicago and they win. You know, those are the well, those are we can't win those games. Well, you know, they beat Seattle. To me, the the sixth, I believe, the seventh team in the in the playoff right now is six and six San Francisco. All right, yes. Yes. they won four in a row. Uh, you know, San Francisco's back. Oh, you know, they just ran over the Vikings for 208 yards, 5.3 average, three touchdowns. San Francisco, yeah, all my money on San Francisco. You know, if they go to Seattle, they get beat by a three-win team. Uh, you know, so Washington right now is has won five in a row or four in a row. Uh, Taylor Heineke has like, completed over 70% of his passes four games in a row, longest current streak in the NFL. You know, they at one point they had lost. Uh, I don't know. They were two and whatever, or they they were they were done. They were done. Uh, so you're seeing a lot of teams that were done, 
and now they're back. And the Vikings were done at one point, and then they were back, and now they're done again. Um, so there's there's time. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, they play the bear. They play the Bears twice. Uh, you know, Steve, they get they do get that Thursday night home game. Um, Good thing we're done with the Lions. I don't want anything else to do with the Lions. Just kidding. Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, you play the Cowboys without Dak, and it's like, you know, that's a win. Uh, you know, whenever we found out that it was Cooper Rush, who we were all calling Connor for the first half, and um, I joked, I said, well, I picked them, you know, I, I picked them to beat the Cowboys, I, not when, when they had Dak, and not this, uh, didn't know anything about this Cooper guy. So the whole season has been like this. When you think this, it ha- this ha- that happens, and vice versa. It's, uh, you know, Cincinnati, that's a win. Got to win that first game. They lose. Uh, you know, Cardinals at that point were still in week two where the, you know, oh, the Cardinals aren't going to, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They're the fourth best team in their division. Well, you know, they lose that one. And they come, they beat Seattle. And so it's, who knows what's going to happen. But I think, you know, they aren't better without him right now. I think, it, I don't even know that you get a boost of energy like you do typically when you fire because the right. uh, effort level, the, the, I mean, the way that they've been playing, they've had leads, they've had, uh, they're playing right down to the end. Uh, the execution hasn't been great. Uh, Clay Colley hasn't been great uh, down the stretch in some of these losses, but you know, it's not like it's a team. that's just moping through, you know, games. So their best chance right now is with him focusing on Pittsburgh and trying to get them ready for Pittsburgh. And whenever you either uh, you're mathematically eliminated, which I don't think can can happen for 95% of the teams now with this extra game and another two playoff spots, you just let it, let it, let him fight. And then when he's, when he's knocked out or he knocks the other guy out, you decide what to do. If this is Zim's last year, boy, what a year it was. And all I can say is, Mark, he always talks about the book he's going to write at the end. You better jump on that. You better start coaching up Zim so you can get that. Uh, Let me talk about just a little bit more about the Steelers real quick. So since they are coming up in two days, yeah, we're we're three days. We're recording this on Monday. But uh, so look for us earlier. Well, if you're here, you've already found us, so never mind. the Steelers, they're, they're yeah, since that 11-0 start, they have just not been the same team. Clearly, Ben is not the guy he was. He he, he can still have moments of greatness. He can still, I mean, he, that game against uh, against uh, the Ravens the other day was was quite remarkable that they hung in there and won that game. I I I, uh, I watched it and uh, I just thought, you know, okay, when's Lamar going to turn out, turn the switch, you know, and make the comeback and and get it done? And they did come back, but then John Harbaugh makes that amazing decision and gutsy, but uh, it, it went the wrong way. He must have confidence they're going to win that division anyway or something. I don't know, but uh, that was uh, that. Was, but you know, yeah, he did say about no cornerbacks after that. That's besides the point. What? Uh, the the, uh, the Steelers have a trio of, of decent receivers that Ben can still throw to. Their, their running game, uh, Harris, is is pretty good. Um, defense is not so great, but you know that team more than I do because you're you know you're you're a Cleveland follower, and and so what do you know about the Steelers as a well when the Steelers when the defense is healthy, they're very good. I mean, uh, they had seven sacks. Uh, T.J. Watt had three and a half sacks, six hits. On Lamar Jackson, twelve pressures, which is a 
uh, the, the most by a player in a league in one game this year. So uh, they still have a lot of, you know, they, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, I believe, this year. And when they're when they're banged up, they're not as good. And 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 Roethlisberger, yeah, I, I think he's what thirty, late thirties. This is how before Tom Brady came along with his army of people that keep him twenty five years old. Uh, this is how quarterbacks looked when they got older. You know, they 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 didn't look like they were twenty five for their entire careers. Uh, so yeah, he's he's run out of gas. He's he's going on fumes, but he's still a guy that uh, uh, he would like to have been. Ben Roethlisberger would have liked. When he's watching that last drive, he would like to be in that position uh, uh, because he 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 would know where to go, exactly where to go with the receiver to 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 do exactly what Jared Goff did. I'm a little concerned about Thursday night. Um, people are going to be liquored up, and uh, some of them are going to be angry if as soon as the thing turns the wrong way. I think they could get vicious, but there's plenty of people that that do like Zim, and and you know Zim's going to fight national TV. <clears throat> What do you see? Do you got a you're you're going with the Steelers in this game? Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't had a chance to think about uh, you know if I had to pick today, yeah, I think I would go Steelers. It has a feeling of well, first of all, it, yeah, you're right. It, this could be an embarrassing game because uh, that Cowboys game, there are a lot of Cowboy fans there, and mm-hmm. I think the Vikings yeah. tried to drown. I think the, there were a couple of times where the Vikings tried to drown it out with their music and different things. But there was you know, the the Cooper, you know, Coop and stuff like that. Uh, there were uh, cowboy cheers. Now Steelers travel. Steelers haven't been here since two thousand five, so mm. that's Mike Tyson's last year. And I remember when they came in. I think it was earlier in the year. They took over the Metrodome, and the Steelers won. And I remember Tice. You know, Tice didn't have much of a filter, and he he was pretty pissed about it that uh, that Steeler fans came in and took over. Well. Between the fact that a lot of fans are upset with Zimmer, uh, they kind of sense the end, and the fact that Steeler fans find their way into all—I mean, they're probably the best traveling team. The Vikings are good, but the the, the Steelers might be the best traveling group of fans the NFL has. And uh, you're going to if the if the Steelers get going, you're, that's going to be—you know—it won't be like uh, like the uh, LA. It won't be like the Charger games or or uh, like Jacksonville or where fans just take over the entire stadium, but it'll be enough to make some Vikings fans uncomfortable, I think. uh, Speaking of Tice, did you see his uh, tweet this morning? I did not. Uh, He said, said, losing to the Lions, really? Even my sorry (laughs) ass never got beat by him, he said. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, Tice was 8-0 against the Lions. Yeah. Well, uh, but but Grant – Made a giant step toward the Hall of Fame by by the Lions. I think he was like 26, 26 six and one or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I guess the Lions noticed. And you know, I'll, I'll be honest. When I saw uh, Dan Chandler give the the game ball to those uh, kids in the community and in in Michigan that uh, of the school shooting, I said, like I said, all right, I don't feel so bad, you know. But then I then I turned that video off and I picked up this stuff again and I got mad all over again, but uh, I'm, I'm going to predict a, a, a Vikings win just because, you know, one for the Zim. I mean, they, you know, hopefully they'll get, they'll get, should get Patrick Peterson back. 
maybe they get one of those linebackers back and uh, fortify their defense a little bit. And, you know, you know, Blake Lynch gets to play some more. He played a nice game yesterday. So maybe, maybe they'll come through and they still got something to play for. And if, if, if all holds, they, they shouldn't give up the ghost yet, but it's Thursday night TV and uh, or football. And it's always just, not the best football, but it should be crazy. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I you know I'll I, you know I, I I'm gonna pick the Steelers, but it definitely has a you know I think there's still the ability for them to bounce back. Uh, I mean they're they're pretty low right now. Might be better for them, especially since they're home, to come yeah. back and play right away Thursday because they got some. You know I I would assume that they're gonna get some bodies back. I I, I wonder if how many of those people who didn't play. You know, we're kind of rested because it was a lion. So I wondered about uh, that. Yeah. So you know, I I could see them winning, but uh, if 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 they lose this one and they get say if they get it's not close, then whew, uh, it might really be over. Yeah. Well, let's take another quick break before we talk about uh, NFL stories, and I got to get some product placement in here. Can you see that, Mark? That, that looking good? Yeah, I was gonna say we haven't. We we're fifty. 239 into this and no Mankato Brewery. I'm so distraught. I'm so distraught. We'll be right back with Vikings Territory Breakdown. And we're back. Vikings, last segment of Vikings Territory Breakdown uh, with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, uh, here's something that just, just some quick numbers about what, what's going on in the NFL, which I think is kind of amazing. There are uh, – 12 teams in the AFC within two games of each other and 10 in the NFC. And I think I heard last night, 24 of the 32 teams still have a chance to make the playoffs. Is this, is this parody that we got going on here? Is this a product of, how did I say that here? Uh, I lost it. Um, is it a product, uh, you know, is it a bunch of meteoric teams that can't string some wins together? Or is it uh, a bunch of good teams that keep knocking each other off? I think I know the answer, but go ahead and have at that. One. Well, yeah, I mean it's been it's been like this for for a long, long time. But this year it, this it took it it took it to to the next level. This year with the number of one score and and last mid, last second, you know, last play uh, plays to win or lose a game, and the Vikings have been you know eyeball deep in all of that. I mean, it every week. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, I would say there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL uh, and the bad teams can beat the best teams. So uh, I don't put the Vikings in a, as a, uh, it's hard to say this on a Monday after you lose the Lions, but I don't consider them a bad or awful team, but you know, they, they beat the Packers when the Packers were on top of the NFC. Um, you know, we've seen uh, there was a stretch there where like in three weeks, there was 11 or 12 losing teams beating division leaders. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's basically uh, – I don't even want to say that you – know, maybe there's the, the Packers, the Cardinals, the, um, you know, the, those upper two or three teams, three or four teams, and then everyone else kind of just lumped in there. And then you you had the Lions or uh, – Yeah, just uh, – there's a few embarrassing teams and there's a few – elite teams. And uh, so that's, it, it makes it fun. I mean, uh, if you're just watching these Vikings games and you're not invested as, as a Vikings fan, it, it's, it's fun. Uh, I don't know if it's fun football because it can be bad football, but the, the competitive part of it has been fun to watch the back and forth. 
we're seeing some exciting football this year, but are we seeing good football? No, no. In, 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 I think you're seeing like in, um, in some of these comeback wins where you're seeing Kirk in a different light, I think this year, you know, you know, poor Kirk, you know, whether he plays good or bad, the record kind of hovers at 500. That just maybe what he, he, he and his teams are going to be forever. I don't know. Uh, but it's, we saw some, we saw some really good Kirk play in some of these games. Um, these last two games, he's kind of been off. Uh, so yeah, it's, we've seen some good football. I mean, when they were, uh, scoring against the Cardinals and things like that, it, it, it was, it's good football, but we've also seen things like, uh, like the, the last drive with the lions. It's, it's horrendous football defensively. Yeah. It's it, it, you know, I, I've been watching this league for forever and I know this in the back of my head, but it, you know, you still can't always bring yourself to believe it, but it's, it's folly to think going into any game that a five and six team should just be able to walk into a unwind team and knock them off. It just, it, you know, stranger crud happens all the time and it just did but you've been saying it so i'll have to start listening to you on that i probably won't though uh kyler murray is uh it was back just in time for uh the postseason run uh you know everybody's all of a sudden back on their bandwagon and and maybe they should be but uh you know they had a couple bad losses in there too before he got hurt or whatever so i don't know that they're the world beater, everybody's out suddenly re-anointing them as. So what, what do you think about the card? I think they're good. I think they're very good. You know, the best re- record in the league. However, and they did some of it with Colt McCoy, but, you know, you know they're, they're, they're not – I don't know if they're ready for uh, playoff football on the level that it comes yet. They, they've got, some, they've got a, an obstacle to leap mentally before I think you can anoint them. Well, I think when they're, you know, when they're healthy, I mean, they, they, DeAndre Hopkins was out for maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray was out or struggling with his, whatever it was, foot or whatever. And, you know, they come when, he, when they're back and they're, they're moving around and Kyler Murray's as, as great a player as, as the league has, exciting a player as the league has. Um, so if he's back moving around, yeah, they're going to be good. And that defense is kind of up and down, but, you know, they can pre- they can put pressure on on the quarterback and uh, yeah it's right it's it's also it's they do, it does have one of those feels like you know a team that it's not a has doesn't have playoff history kind of gets into the playoffs and they get knocked out you know upset that sort of has has a feel to me what their future will be I don't you know so some of the more grizzled you know like you know it'd be hard to bet against the Packers in the playoffs even though they couldn't make that final step to the Super Bowl two years in a row. But I, I, you know, I still like them as the Super Bowl for the NFC, uh, AFC. Uh, you know, the what's been impressive to me in the AFC is what Kansas City's doing, and uh, the fact this is the first time Patrick Mahomes has ever gone two games without a touchdown pass in a row, and but they're two and zero because the defense that was horrendous has been horrendous, held the the, the Lions or the. <laughs> The uh, Cowboys to nine points and the Broncos to nine points, and they win two low-scoring type games. So, if Patrick Mahomes can get you know not you know stop turning the ball over, which he has done in the last couple of weeks, the last few weeks, and they can play defense, they're right back in it because Andy Andy Reid is as good a coach as there is in the league. Yeah, uh, just for the record, you said you still like the Packers as your your pick. Uh, this is the Vikings territory. 
breakdown and we don't like anything. I'm, yeah, I'm the just so you I'm right. the, I'm the I'm the enemy. Yes, you are. Ooh. Um yeah, and the and the Cardinals also found a running game while while uh uh while uh Kyler Murray was out there for a while. So they got John Connor who's been really good. Um is the NFC North one of the one of or the worst division in the NFL? I mean, if the Packers carry them quite a ways, uh, you know, but overall, yeah, they're they're not. I mean, Detroit's been awful forever. The Bears, uh, but I, I mean, mean, the Packers this year, this year, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. I, you know, for the for the Lions to beat the Vikings, and uh, <laughs> and then the the Vikings to beat the Packers, uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, not 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 the best uh, division in football, no. So what's the most competitive, the AFC North or the AFC West? I mean, just by wins alone, they're both of the top two, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the the, the Chiefs are playing the Broncos and the first place against last place, and there's one game between them. Right. Uh, and then the AFC, you know, the Browns are 6-6, six and six, and in the AFC, you know, that would in the NFC, that would put you uh, at six, with the sixth or seventh spot. Yeah, the sixth spot in the playoff chase right now, that puts – the Browns, like, you know, 12th or whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, to me, the, you know, AFC North, and I think this uh, Pittsburgh and, and, and Mike Tomlin's a cliche, but he uses it, the iron sharpens iron. And the AFC North, I think, no, nobody does that better than them. It's, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens have been going back and forth for, you know, two decades now making themselves, you know, tougher for, like, their other opponents. They've kind of brought the, finally, the Browns and Bengals along. Uh, you know, the Bengals finding a quarterback, the Browns finding some talent. I don't know that the Browns have their – I wouldn't be sinking uh, any record amount of money into Baker Mayfield, but he's, you know, he's played better than some than their 900 other quarterbacks they've had uh, since since 1999. Uh, not playing well right now. I, I would go with Case Keenum, but yeah, that, that, that AFC North I think is probably I like that as the the division that's like the straight you know, top to bottom, probably one of the strongest. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I, I enjoy it. You know, usually I don't care as I don't lock into the AFC as much as I have in you know in the past because kind of NFC centric here. But boy, that division is fun to watch. I mean, you know, I, I, I was surprised as anybody as as for the Steelers to pull that one out. And we'll get it firsthand on Thursday what they're like. Um, you know, a couple of teams got healthy. Uh, Philly, Dallas this week got healthy. Indy found re went back to its rushing game. And Jonathan Taylor had another good day. The Chargers got the win over the Bengals. So it's just it's just more of the same one week a team loses and they come back and win and, and keeps all these people huddled in the middle. But uh, it'll all shake yeah, itself they- up in five weeks. You know, and the Eagles win with Gardner Minshew, you know, coming out of out of the grave or whatever and uh and like completing eighty percent of his passes, hundred and thirty something passer rating. Uh kind of a nice backup to have, I guess. Yeah. Um you mentioned him earlier in the in the broadcast here, but Tyler Heineke, uh, just we just gotta rub a little salt in Vikings wounds. That could be our quarterback, you know. Tyler Heineke. <laughs> Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I, I mean I, I think Kirk's a better quarterback than than, than the him, but yeah, he's a scrappy, he's sort of like a 
reminds you of a Case Keenum with maybe a better arm. I, I don't know. He's just and he's faster. Uh, yeah, to me, it's uh, you know that's a perfect example of where you how things can change in four, three, four weeks. You know, they were you know they were the probably the biggest disappointment of six weeks ago. One of the biggest disappointments six weeks ago because they came in with a, all these expectations about the division that they were in, their defense kind of having all those stars up front. Um, you know, they were going to build on all this and they started horrendously, but then now they won, you know, they're the hottest team in the NFC. So to me, it's, I'm not saying the Vikings will do this, but the Vikings could win the next three. And all of a sudden, you know, we just could probably play back some of these podcasts. Like what were, what were we talking about at three and five at three and five? What were we talking about? At five and five, what were we talking about after the Lions? Uh, you know, they say they string together two here, and it's like, you know, there will be no accountability so, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, what do you think about that game tonight? I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Patriots going against the the Bills in Buffalo. That, that you know, it, the Buffalo's been up and down a little bit lately, and and Bill Belichick and the Pats have been rising. So it, it's it's uh, you know, three, four, five weeks ago, it didn't look like that great of a game on the schedule, but boy, it does tonight, I think. Yeah, I, I, uh, like I said, you know, I, the Patriots are the best coach team in the league. They're the team that builds from week to week. Uh, it was a lot easier for them to do it uh, when they had Tom Brady, uh, but after one year, you know, out of the playoffs, they're going, they're, they're building their way back up. They picked the fifth out of five quarterbacks, in the, and that quarterback falls to them. They don't have to go get him. They don't have to trade anything to get him. He's right there. They take him. He's not Tom Brady, but he his his strengths are along those lines. Of this is the type of guy that he is. Uh, he's not you know, no way, shape, or form is he Tom Brady. But the the Patriots have a way of plugging people in and and uh, and getting better every single week. Uh, they're, they're a much better team in December than they are in September. A lot of teams can't say that a lot of teams are either up or down or they get worse. Uh, the Patriots, whether they're hurt or not hurt, they just kind of build, build, build. And yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that game tonight because this is their way of, 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 to remind the bills that, Hey, you know, we're not going away for any length of time. And the bills, this is, this is their chance to, you know, say we aren't either. So, uh, be fun to watch. You mentioned the the quarterback. They got uh, uh, what, what's his name, Mac. Uh, who's the Patriots quarterback? Yeah, yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, Mac Jones. Uh, they mentioned last night on the broadcast of the of the Chiefs and and Denver that Denver could have taken it and uh, could have used a quarterback. And because uh, Teddy's not so great, he's just okay and. And uh, they're not sold on Drew Locke, and they didn't. They took Patrick Sertain instead of cornerback because George Pitt, Payton was sold on him, former Vikings uh, personnel guy. And uh, you know, it would have, it would have, we'd have a whole different se- uh, season going on here if they had picked him as they might have. They thought well, they were doing. I mean, but a lot of that is where where a guy goes. I mean, like you know. Um, Donovan McNabb had a pretty good career in, in Philadelphia. Had he been, I think he was picked two, two or no, he's picked three uh, by the Eagles in 99. Browns took Tim Couch. Now, if Donovan, Donovan McNabb goes to Cleveland, 
he's Tim Couch. Uh, so a lot of times it's where you go. Uh, it's where you go. And so it's like, I think that the, 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 him going to the Patriots is, you know, if he'd went to the Jets, the Jets wouldn't be the Patriots right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's, it was a great fit, great pick. Uh, and they, they're, they're, you know, reaping the rewards of it right away. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, so if he gets picked by Denver, I don't think Denver is becomes new England. Uh, I think they got a good defensive player and who knows Aaron Rodgers could be a quarterback in Denver next year. You never know. That's true. That's true. Hopefully they'll lose and he will go. Uh, you, you mentioned to me in, in your notes, your upset special. You want to talk about that in the 49ers before we go? Yeah. I mean, the 49ers, like, like I said last week, you know, what they, they ran over the Vikings and they were, you know, got to six and five and uh, they're on their way. And then they go to Seattle and they, they rush for 71 yards, 2.8 yard average. Russell Wilson, his finger is healthy again. He, you know, they're in Seattle. I, I thought, you know, this is, this is a, you know, outside of a few teams, this league is all, you know, when they're up, they're going to come down or when they're down, they're going to go back up. And that was, you know, the 49ers just felt like it was time for them to come back and Seattle getting healthier and being at home. You know, that I saw that as an upset. And so now the 49ers, they, although they're, I think the seventh seed right now, yeah. you know, they very well, and they have a hard time beating Seattle all the time. So, but well, you know, they, they, they could be on their way down. It could be just set up right for the Vikings on Thursday because they got fat and happy in Pittsburgh uh, yesterday when they beat the Ravens at the last second, and they're going to have that letdown, and the Vikings are as young, hungry, and angry as Detroit was last week. So, Well, they, they, the, 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 we'll, we'll learn a lot about where the Vikings' head, heads are right now depending on how they come out and play. If they're flat on Thursday – then there's there's a serious problem if they come out and they do give a you know a great effort uh, and they win then you know it's not perfect but it's a lot better than if they put out a flat performance and the places you know Boo and Zimmer and there's Steeler there's terrible tiles going around then that's uh, you know, it takes you to another as the season goes down another another step down probably. Uh, the people like to complain about Thursday night football and that's trash and it's just bad football. Uh, but I, I'll tell you right now, I can be happier. The Vikings are playing on Thursday night football. So I can put that other one in the rear room here. I can start thinking. I'm, I'm glad it's a home game. You don't have to travel and we get the, you get the weekend off to watch football off the Minneapolis has a Browns bar. I don't know who the Browns are playing next week, uh, but uh, look for me there. I won't be wearing a Jersey though. That's uh, no jerseys. No, yes, that's that's what we see online. Um, we're too all right, old, Joe. We're too old. Yep. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, good to put that behind us. We're gonna we're gonna close her down there this week for the Vikings Territory podcast, and hope for in three days' time that we're we're smiling a little bit more. At least I am. With uh, of course, you like to see the Steelers get beat, don't you? Even if, you know, I, I know you're a par- impartial observer. I. There's not a team that, yeah, I'm a Cleveland guy. I grew up hating the Steelers. There's not an organization that I probably respect or, or admire more than the Pittsburgh Steelers and what oh they my goodness. are able to do. I know, I know they they, uh, they took a Super Bowl from you, but uh, <laughs> ah, so, half the league did back then. Anyway, yeah, uh, 
Anyway, thanks, Mark. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll talk to you uh, probably next Tuesday again, our regular time, and uh, hopefully the Vikings got a win. Thanks, and uh, looking forward to that game on Thursday and going forward for my buddy Joe Skoa.